Good morning. Um, if you're in Hammond, Indiana, you can go see my friend Carolyn on the weekend and get $20 above the waist, $40 dermals, cheeks, and surface bars. Uh, if you name that you heard about her on my show, you get free jewelry. And that special runs on the weekends. Free jewelry is all the time, but specials on the weekends. And then also, if you're feeling like you want to go shopping for yourself, like I just did this week, um, you can go over to the Eat Me Tees um, on Instagram, eat underscore me underscore T-E-E-Z. Check out my shirts, my hoodies, my hats, my dog tags, my coffee mugs, pretty much everything that I've got on there. Um, and uh, shop your little heart out. <laughs> and so, yeah, on that note...
Fuck you too. Dykes, what's up? Um, it's a Saturday morning for me. I don't know what it is for you, but I hope it's a good one. Um, it's crazy. I went. The reason why I started this show was because I was like super depressed, and I was sitting in my room all the time, and I didn't have anything to do, and you know, binge watch some Netflix. Uh, Marin, which if you guys haven't watched that show, it's about Mark Marin. He's got an amazing podcast um, called WTF. Um, he's big time, so he gets to interview like, you know, Billy Bob Thornton. So, um, yeah, so I started doing that. And now <laughs> my life has taken this crazy change. And I can't even find time to sit down and talk to you guys anymore. It's pretty crazy. Um, I'm gonna keep going. I'm just saying, like, it's been, if for some people you've been asking me, and yeah, I've been putting out the shows on random days. I apologize for that. Anywho, this week's been another crazy one. Um, starting with last Sunday, uh, the day after I posted this show, uh, <clears throat> me and one of my buddies from the shop decided to go over to Copcat because that's kind of my new chill spot like that place is pretty dope the atmosphere is amazing um they're actually letting me sell my uh dead things in jars in there and um and then my incense burners are in there so that's cool but they let local people sell their art and their stuff in there and so it's really cool it's where my um flow group meets every wednesday and or every other wednesday and <clears throat> yeah i just like it over there so um we decided to go over there and get kava for those of you who've never tried kava um if you're stoned already it enhances the fuck out of your high <laughs> uh and if you're not it gives you this really cool, like, just chill feel. I don't know how to explain it. Like, you just feel like you're just kind of chilling. <laughs> um, I drink three of them. I, I have, they have jello shots, which are delicious. And then they've got this thing called the guava cava. Um, I have them put it on ice because I like to drink everything freezing cold for some reason. Um, like, even hot chocolate, I don't drink it um, when it's, like, hot <laughs> uh anyways so i drink three of those and i come home and i sleep like a baby it's pretty amazing um if you guys haven't seen kava it's starting to pop up a lot of kava bars are popping up at least here in florida they're pretty huge so google it find a kava bar next to you and um just a word to the wise original kava that doesn't have any flavoring in it really does taste like dirt um, I see people drink it, and I think it's more for the people that have that earthier palate. So if you're not more into, like, the earthier stuff, like greens and stuff like that, I would recommend getting some sort of, like, flavored one. Like, um, the place that I go to, they have the guava cava. They have one called Stay Chill. It's basically, like, a punch. And then they have a margarita one that's pretty, um, pretty delicious. So, yeah. So just make sure you get flavored. Anyways, so me and my coworker go over there on Sunday and they have a black sheet hanging over the door. We're just like, hmm, why is there a black sheet there? And this guy pops his head out and he's like, um, do you know what's going on tonight? And we were both like, no, what's going on tonight? 
And he goes, well, if, if you want to come in, you have to, uh, you have to be okay with being nude or being around people that are completely nude, but you have to lose at least some clothing. <laughs> and so I was like, cool, I'm game. And my coworker was game. So we went in there and, um, you know, <laughs> I try to be confident in my body. I know that my body is not like the worst body in the world. I don't think anybody has the worst body in the world. I know it's not an ugly body. Plenty of girls have found it sexy, so obviously I've got something, but I am probably like 90% of the rest of women in America that just kind of don't necessarily like their body. And so being naked in front of a bunch of people, I don't know the situation I'm walking into because there was another curtain hiding everybody. Um, <clears throat> so I took off my shirt, my shoes. My friend that went with me um, got completely topless and um, we go into the other curtain to a room of a bunch of naked people. And um, we went and we sat at the bar and, you know, kind of scoped it out. You know, you walk into a room full of naked people, you got to kind of check everything out. And it was cool. Like there was people wearing like outfits, kind of outfits. And then there was people um, that were just wearing, there was a couple of guys that were just wearing hard hats, which I thought was pretty epic. Um, I did realize that I'm definitely still a lesbian <laughs> um, being in that room. It's still very awkward for me to see. I haven't seen a guy um, completely naked in 10 years. So um, to see grown men completely naked um, was weird to me. Yeah, so it was it was a good time. Um, I had a lot of fun. There were people flowing. Uh, there was people playing with boy in hoops and juggling and um my buddy who does rope dart was there and he was playing with his rope dart so yeah it was um <clears throat> it was a lot of fun it was cool we stayed for about an hour and a half we had to leave we were um uh, we were not expecting that night we were expecting to just go over there and chill for an hour and unwind from our day and uh we walked into a pretty epic event but we're both excited because i decided if there's another one i want to go and she has to so we told them to please keep us informed when they are coming up so we can go and i started thinking about a cute outfit ish thing to wear so i feel a little bit more comfortable with myself and um after leaving there I really did kind of feel like okay it's time to start you know you say you're comfortable with yourself but how comfortable are you with yourself like you're comfortable with yourself like to where like you can walk around your room but naked by yourself and you feel comfortable and you feel sexy but when you add other people into the equation do you still feel confident and I want to feel that confident. Like, I want to feel confident enough in what I've got, not what I could create or what I'm going to bust my ass to do. What I've got now, I want to feel confident in that. So that's my new um, self-growth goal, guess. Yeah. Anyway, so that was Sunday, and it was fun. I had a great time. Um, I'm super excited that my stuff is for sale in that place, and... Um, I really like that place. I go there quite a bit now. So, um, yeah. And then after that, I just had my, um, I had a couple of days off. My days off now are during the week, which is super weird. I don't know for all you people out there that have the weekends off. I've been in that world for three years now, for almost four years. And now I'm in the world of, I have, you know, weekdays off, which is cool. There's less people out for sure. 
Um, I mean, down here, not so much because it's snowbird season. And snowbirds do things all week long. Um, they don't just do weekends. Like, it's all week long. So, but it's, you know, less people out. Um, I went to the beach uh, last Tuesday and saw uh, sea turtles surfing in the water, which is a lot of fun if you've never seen sea turtles surfing in the water. Um, I watch them all the time. There's a beach here in Florida if you're ever in Port St. Lucie or um, Fort Pierce because it's kind of smack dab in the middle of both of them. Um, it's called Ocean Bay. It's on the island. All the beaches are on the island. Um, just look it up. Ocean Bay, Port St. Lucie, I think. Anyways, uh, you go through like a cool forest to get to it and you come out onto the ocean and if you sit there long enough, I promise you, you'll see turtles. And it's pretty much any time of the year, like, they're, every time I go out there, they're there. And um, I'm pretty sure it's just, like, there's a reef there. There's a coral reef there. And it's a less, um, there's not as many humans that go into the water there because of the coral reef. So they just chill there, I guess. I'm pretty sure that's, like, their home for the majority of the year. So yeah, if you go there, you can see them. They're pretty cool. Like, um, I really like watching them. They stick their little heads up and you can see their shells and they kind of like ride the wave and then they go under and they'll come back up. It's, you know, they co it's, they take a while. They can be under the water for a long time, but they do come up. And then after my last day off, which fell apart, we didn't get to go to Peace River because the rapids are so fast because of all the cold weather and all the snow and all the rain that's happening up north. So they're having to cancel trips because it's taking like a quarter of the time to get down the river that it would normally take. And so that fell apart. I decided just to lay in bed and be lazy all day long because my work schedule, like my work schedule is not long. It's not a lot of hours that I actually work, but the hours are pretty hectic. Like um, I can do, you know, tons of piercings in one day and I haven't sat down or ate. So, um, yeah. Whatchamacallit. I take my days off. <laughs> I lay in bed. So, um, <clears throat> get paid Thursday and yesterday I decided to go and spoil myself with a bunch of Apple products. Um, if you're not an Apple user, I'm sorry. I am. I love Apple. Um, I went to school to be a graphic designer, and while I was in school, I had a buddy who was a big old Apple head, app Mac head, whatever. Um, and he introduced me to the MacBook, and I fell in love with it instantly. Like to me, it was just way more user friendly. It worked way better, um, and the graphics were better. And so, I was in college the beginning stages of college at that time and I got some grants and I went and I bought myself my first like MacBook Pro and I went all out I got like the 17 inch big ass MacBook Pro and um shortly after that uh the new iPhone came out and I camped out for that it's the one thing that I camped out for um I uh, I had a stripper friend. <laughs> I hate to call her that, but that's, I mean, she was. She lived on my couch for two months. She was right before, I pro I've talked about her before. It was right before I, I came out. And um, <clears throat> I wasn't planning on camping out on, for it, but we went there and there was only like three people in line when we got there. And she was like, fuck it, let's do it. 
And I was like, all right. So I wound up camping out and having fun. I got a job out of that night. I worked at a sign shop for a couple of years after that because of that night. And um, yeah, I got the new iPhone and I've had iPhones ever since. Well, I had an older iPhone. Um, I haven't had a lot of money in my life lately. And um, now that I have a little bit of extra cash, I've decided to spoil myself a little bit because it's been a long, hard road. And by God, I deserve it. So I went and I was just intending to go get me a phone. And um, I get there and they're like, oh, so just, you know, we have a deal going on right now. And this is how much extra it would be a month. And you could walk out of here with a new iPhone, an iPad, and an iPencil. And I've been wanting an iPencil since iPencils came out. Um, And everybody at my shop has a huge... um, MacBook Pro, and then they've got their eye pencils, and that's all they do all day long is they sit there and they draw on it and they design their tattoos on it, and it really is like a genius instrument for the tattoo industry. And so I'm just a piercer, so I didn't get the whole MacBook Pro thing. I didn't need to spend that much money. I just got I got a um well or not MacBook Pro. I keep calling them that because I'm used to the MacBook Pro. It's what is it the iPad Pro? You know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> Anyways, the iPad that I got is the newest iPad. Um, It's not the Pro, but I did get the pencil that works on it, and I have the drawing things on it. My main purpose is I'm going to do some mock-up piercings that I'm going to post to see if somebody wants it. Um, I want to do a lot of creative piercings versus just, you know, oh, here, I want my tragus. Oh, here, I want my, you know, cartilage. Yes, I understand you want those. Those are great, but let's add a couple piercings <laughs> and make them look like art. And so um, this last week I got to do an inverted, um, uh, what was it? An inverted industrial. Um, you know how the industrials run across the top of your ear? Well, this one goes on the inside of your ear in like the shell part of it. And um, came out pad ass. I was so proud of myself. It's perfectly straight. Um, I, I love challenges. I want challenges. So I'm going to use the program. I'm going to go online today at work, depending on how much time I have, because it's Saturday. And last Saturday, I did so many piercings, I didn't sit down, not once. Um, but today, hopefully, I can get some pictures offline of body parts and put mock-up picture or jewelry in it. And be like, all right, this is what I want to do. Is anybody interested in this? So um, hopefully that will come. If you're interested in my piercings and what I'm doing with that, you can check all that stuff's on my personal page. It's um, bottom, B-O-T-T-O-M, and then underscore of the underscore moon. Um, Yeah, so spoiled myself with some apple, and I'm super happy that I did it. Um, I normally don't do those things for me. I'm I'm not really a retail therapy girl. Like, yeah, I mean, it's cool to go get some clothes every now and then. It feels cool. But never does it really, like, enhance my happiness of my whole entire life. And yesterday <laughs> um, definitely made me uh, pretty happy. And it makes me feel good that I can, like, do that for my job. And tax write-off. Yay. All right, peeps, I'm not even sure who I'm interviewing at this point. I'm trying to get a hold of the people that I have um, set up for interviews. So not sure who I'm doing that with. Oh, this week's IG, though. Let's not leave that out. 
Um, I'm just randomly picking people now. So um, it's the and then underscore kid, K-I-D-D, underscore C-A-S-S. Um, she's a newer follower of mine, and she shows love, so I wanted to show love back. Um, I did check out her profile, obviously, and I like her. She has a quote and um, basically says that she would rather be a loner than be surrounded by fake love, and I really liked that. Um, about her page so go check her out she's got some pretty good pictures and she seems to have good head on her shoulders at least in IG world she does and um, yeah here's some music I guess until I figure out who I'm going to be actually interviewing um, have a good one somebody who's doing this like on a whim for me I posted up on a couple of groups on Facebook today that I needed a I needed an interviewee and she decided to volunteer for me off of um it was the polyamorous lesbians group that I'm in which is a pretty awesome awesome group if you want to go ahead and kind of introduce yourself and um, let everybody know who you are <laughs> hi I'm Hannah I'm 44 years old. I have a wife and a transgender boyfriend. I I have identified as lesbian and polyamorous and kinky for lesbian for 23 years and kinky and polyamorous for at least 12 to 15, somewhere in that area. Nice. I'm, um, I identify as lesbian and I identify as polyfluid. Um, I'll go into mono if, like, the right, I guess, opportunity presents itself. But, um, I'm actually kind of starting to veer away from the whole fluid part and just sticking with the poly because all my polyamorous relationships have been so much more healthier than my mono ones. And, oh, really? Yeah, and I just... It's weird. I, I tell girls at the beginning, look, I'm polyamorous, and I want... You know, my goal would... Like, if I could have any dream relationship ever, it would be that I would have two studs that live with me. 
and we all, you know, do the triad thing. That would be like my ultimate goal. And I tell people, you know, that I'm not against mono, but, you know, um, yeah, if you want to be in a relationship with a girl and have other lovers or anything like that, we can do that. I'm okay with it. And they always go, no, 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 I just want to be, you know, in a monogamous relationship. And then, you know, within six months I'm being cheated on. And I'm just like, dude, you could have had that. (laughs) Yeah, all you had to do was say something. Right? Right? You could have said, hey, (laughs) I have the desire to fuck somebody else. And I would be like, all right, cool. I'm going to go do the same thing. And we would have just had a relationship that was like that. But no, they... They, um, I think it's, I think it's boils down to cheaters are more the ones that want to have multiple lovers, but don't want their lovers to have multiple lovers. That's part of it. It's also that whole mononormative thinking, you know, people see cheating as more socially acceptable than they do polyamory. Is that not fucking crazy to you? Like, to me, it blows my mind. So it's more acceptable for you to lie to your partner and go fuck somebody behind their back in a malicious way versus being in a relationship where it's understood that that's okay and there's no maliciousness, there's no lying. It it blows my mind that society has been like, oh, cheating's okay, but polyamorous people? What the fuck? I mean, 50% of... Marriages end in divorce. Mm-hmm. And at least 50% of that 50% is over cheating. So, yeah, I mean, it, where, at where, the does very this, where does this not become yeah. a stigma? You know, my father's been married five times. He's been divorced four times for cheating. Yeah, that's how he my dad is. And he swears up and down that my lifestyle is just, I'm, I'm even. But you know, the, and have you told him, like, but that's what you've been doing, just in a ruthless yeah, way? Yeah, I've made that point. I've made that point. But, you know, what applies to men doesn't apply to women. Yeah, that's one thing I'm a little frustrated with. For for me, you know, I'm 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 pretty femme, but I'm also kind of masculine at the same time. And like, um, I think I'm very masculine minded, but femme looking. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's me. I, I love my dresses and I love my makeup, but I have fake eyelashes and like, you know, I, I'm very girly. But then when I'm in mm-hmm. my head, I'm, I start thinking about my dick and, and it's just yeah, it's different. So um, I get it. Like. With men, when I tell them that I have multiple lovers or that I want multiple lovers, they kind of look at me like, oh, you're a slut. And I'm like, no, you you have multiple lovers, too. We're pretty equal here. Just because you got a dick and I've got a pussy does not mean anything different, like, at all. And mm-hmm. and, and I love it when people call me a slut. I've, I've had a few people that I tell that I'm... I've been, I've been called greedy and a slut. And I'm like, well, I'm not greedy. Slut, maybe. <laughs> Maybe just a little. I, you know, I'm okay with that. I I, I kind of just brush it off because, yeah. you know, I, 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 don't, I don't hold the same connotation to slut that other people does. Yeah, me too. Or there, the, that other people do. There's, um, um, there's that book. But if somebody wants to call slut. me greedy, you're damn right I'm greedy. <laughs> I have a right to be greedy. Just like you do. Yeah. Just like they do. You know? In your life, if you don't take what you want, you're not going to get anywhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
And I don't feel like you know, taking that, what you want is considered greedy, though. I feel like it, greedy is when you start, you know, when you have a bank account full of like ten million dollars, and you start going, "Oh, I need, you know, fifty million more." Like that's yeah. I, I feel like greed is more of like when you're asking for an extreme of something, but taking what you want. I don't feel like that's greedy. I feel like having the lifestyle that makes you happy and fills your desires is not being greedy. I feel like that's just being a human being and getting what you want, but. Yeah, the as far as people calling me greedy, I'm like, whatever, you obviously don't know me, so I'm okay with that. And then, like I said, with, yeah. the, with the slut, there's that book, Ethical Slut. Have you read it? I, I have not read Ethical Slut. Um, I've heard really good things about it. I have read more than two. <laughs> but... Uh, Ethical Slut is on is definitely on my uh, reading list. What was the other one you just mentioned? More than two. More th- more than two. Hmm. Is it good? It was. It was. It really helped me come to terms with some of the guilt that I was feeling over wanting to be with more than one person. Um. It helped me learn how to process my feelings instead of blaming my feelings on other people. That's what Ethical Slut did for me. It gave me that, it gave me that, um, it got rid of my jealousy levels. Like now, Mm -hmm. like before, um, because I've been cheated on so much and I've been in such horrible relationships where girls have actually like used other girls against me and like, you know, um, I had gotten this really unhealthy, like amount of jealousy towards just random people And I read that book and it really talks about like thinking in your head about why are you jealous? What is causing the jealousy? And then going to that and making that better because then the jealousy just kind of dwindles away. And so now like I don't really ever find myself jealous. The only time that I start getting that whole like I guess jealous anxiety feeling is when I feel like I'm being put into competition with another girl like I don't feel like anything in polyamory should be a competition it's everybody loving each oh other God, and caring no. about each other yeah and so the only time no, you'll ever see me my, my last ex had an issue with how much time I spent with my wife and my boyfriend and not with her she wanted equal time and I was trying to explain to her that it's not about equal time it's about quality of time yeah mm-hmm. and you know every time I was around her she was sleeping you know and it just it ended up between that and her what we later found out was drug use it was it just wasn't gonna work and she was living with us at the time you know um it was it was a it was, it was an awful experience because I still deeply care for this person. And she's doing things like when her and I split up, she went straight into the mental hospital and tried to get herself straight, she says. She was only there for four days. But, um, yeah, and then she's supposed to be going to a rehab after that. And I haven't heard anything more about that. She keeps sending me notes and flowers. And, and I'm like, you know... It's, you know, I, I can forgive you for everything that you've done, but we are not going to be together because you stole from me. You lied to me. Yeah, These once that happens, that it's not really knew. able to be prepared, re- be mm-hmm. prepared. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Now, you had said something about wanting to hear my coming out story. Yeah, yeah. So you said you've come out three times. I'm interested in this. 
Well, when I say three times, I've come out of the gay closet, I've come out of the poly closet, and I've come out of the kink closet. I live very openly about everything I do. Nice. And fuck the world. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's, that's the one thing my dad said to me I'll never forget is he said, you know, when I was, when I was raising you, I told you to do what makes you happy. Fuck the world. I forgot to say fuck the world except daddy. But I guess I trained you right. <laughs> That's fine. Because it, it's just been in the last year or two that he's finally, after 23 years, has accepted that I'm going to be with women. You know? Yeah, I don't think my mom will ever get it. My dad's got it. He's okay with it. But my mom will never, will never accept it. Yeah. She's just too stuck. Well, my coming out story is kind of horrendous actually um when I was 23 years old well at about 19 I married this guy because I thought that was what you were supposed to do you know you find a guy you marry him you had a couple kids and that's what you do yep and because I grew up in a very small town um and the idea of gays and lesbians just wasn't even mentioned in my general vicinity or like it and there wasn't any representation on MTV or um, magazines or anything like that so I didn't really I didn't really know that that being with women was was an option so once I kind of figured that out him and I divorced and I I was scared to death I was scared out of my mind and I went and made the decision to go to the local gay club just up one night and said, I'm going to do this. Fuck it. And I went and picked up a girl. Um, she was supposed to be a one-night stand, but she stayed for five years. <laughs> but, um, Isn't that funny how that happens? <laughs> yeah. I, had um, a, I had a situation where I threw a singles Valentine's Day dinner. And the girl didn't. Mm-hmm. And the girl didn't leave for four years. So I understand that one. <laughs> <laughs> so you get it. Yeah. And well, the thing is, is that like I said, it was just supposed to be a one night stand. And I went to her house like a few days later, just you know, as friends, and we. And she was very apparently gay. Mm-hmm. Um. And we were walking through the mall. Wait, hold on. When you say apparently gay, do you mean like look like a boy? No, she was very butchy. Okay, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that day and age, it was all cargo pants and you know, ripped up t-shirts, and it was basically grunge with a little bit of lesbian attitude. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. So. We were in the mall, and no big deal. I took her home. Next thing I know, two counties away, somehow, somebody from my parents' church saw me with her. And by the time I got home, it was throughout my church and to my parents that I was lesbian. Oh, my God. And at that point in time, I had not decided that this was where I was going to go with So this. everybody yeah. found out that you were a lesbian before you had even found out that you were a lesbian? That's nice. Exactly. 
That's funny. Yeah. So at that point, I was, I had been beat down by my family so much. At that point, I was just kind of like, you know what? If I'm going to be accused of it, fuck it. I'm going to do it. And it was the best decision I ever made in my life. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what? I've started making that decision because I'm completely disowned from my family because I'm a lesbian. Um, my mother won't admit that that's the reason she likes to tell everybody it's because I'm a bipolar drug addict. But the main reason that I'm really not allowed to be in the family is because she just can't handle my lifestyle and I'm not going to have a come to Jesus moment. And because I don't, I'll never have that come to Jesus moment. She, you know, has decided that I don't deserve anything good in my life, like whatsoever. And she has taken literally everything that I love away from me. And so like... I've come to a point where I'm like, you know what, (laughs) like, fuck this shit, since you hate me so bad, and I'm such this horrible person, I'm not going to become a bipolar drug addict, but I'm definitely going to be the loudest lesbian that I possibly can. (laughs) I'm going to be loud as fuck in the body modification world because she hates that I work in that area. And I'm going to be a really, really loud Wiccan, and if you don't like any of it, like good please let it boil her blood because at this point like she's mad and she's telling people things that aren't true about me so i might as well just do everything i possibly can to piss her off because i mean she's already taken everything away from me it's not like she can do anything else and that's i i I get that i do um i separated myself from my family for years and i would only go visit my father on his break time at work I had nothing to do with my stepmother. Um, my little sister grew up without a sister. Um, you know, I basically, things got so bad when, when I came out. I was living on my parents' property in a, in a brand new trailer that I had just bought. And my parents had co-signed for it. And... Then somebody came to me and said, you know, your stepmom's walking around asking people what she should do if you molest your little sister. Are you serious? I'm like, what? Are you fucking kidding me? The next week, I was gone. Can I ask you a question? Was she super... Was she super religious? Was it a religious reason or was it just a, like, a small town mindset reason? Both. Oh, Both. Okay. Gotcha. It was. It was. It was. It was mostly. It was mostly the. I go to church on Sundays, but we have a cop called out on Sunday evenings because we're threatening to kill each other. Kind of. Yeah. Religion. Gotcha. Yeah. You know. <laughs> um, I've seen that in person a few times. I understand that. <laughs> yeah. I. Yeah. I, that's. I grew up in a very, very small town, too. I I grew up in a town called Edgewood, New Mexico, and it's big now, but when I was a teenager... Well, it was not even big now. I mean, it's still a really small fucking town, but when I was there, we had, like, the corner store, and that was, like, the store that had food and gas, and that was it, and there was, like, a Dairy Queen for the truckers to stop at, and Mm -hmm. then a mechanic, and that's all that was around the freeway, (laughs) and then you just drove down this long-ass road, and my um my grandparents when i was a kid they were my stepdad's mom and dad they owned a cow farm and i did that and it was the same thing it was you know i knew one gay boy who kept it very quiet that he was gay because his family was catholic and um spanish so they were really not willing to hear the gay card at all and that was that's all i knew of it 
And then I also knew that I really liked making out with my friends when we play house. (laughs) And so that's all like, that's how it was for me too. But yeah, and rumors fly fast. So that's why I was kind of giggling about your rumors because it's, yeah, in small towns, it's fucking crazy how quick, like... As soon as everybody found out that I was a lesbian, my mom got pulled from her church duties because it spread like wildfire and everyone was like so hurt with the fact that I was a lesbian. And then shortly after that, she got my kids because she had to look like the hero and save my children from the lesbian daughter. Um, Oh, yes. Yeah. Because us heathens can't possibly raise children. Right, can't possibly raise kids good with our lifestyle. Like... It was that because I smoke weed. And you know what? I've smoked weed since I was little. I have massive anxiety. And the one thing that helps me with my anxiety and makes it to where my panic attacks go away without putting me to sleep, because that's what all the pills do, um, is weed. And so I found myself, I I never um, didn't pay my bills to get weed. If I went without weed for months at a time, I never really cared. It wasn't like I was heavily addicted to it or I've never um not gotten my kids something so I could get weed or you know anything like that I've never I never abused it I've just used it and um so the reason that is declared for my kids is my lifestyle and the fact that I smoked weed because my mom was able to convince a court that my lifestyle affected me being a mom and it freaked me out because I'm like damn you know I really thought I was a good mom like I put myself through college twice while raising two kids um for the majority of it how old are your kids um they're 16 and 18 now um my uh my ex my ex-husband because i did the whole i'm you know i was 18 i got to get married um and do the kid thing and i had my son at like 19 and um which you call it I left him and for nine years went buck wild and just realized that I wasn't getting any pleasure from guys and then I came out pretty late in life and my mom had already been like calling CYFD on me like she called in like a period of like three years I think it was like 13 times that she called CYFD on me and oh my god I finally proved that it was her and they stopped listening to her because it was horrible like she just She's just really she she actually one time turned off my electricity and then the next day called CYFD and told them or no that day called CYFD and told them that I had two kids living in a house with no electricity. But what she didn't know is I had already turned it back on and when the CFD worker got there, I explained to her the situation and that's actually what made them stop listening to my mom. Oh wow. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah. So she's she's hated me forever because I get tattoos and I'm modified and whatever. And I don't follow the Christian path or whatever it is that she wants me to do. Um, But whatchamacallit, once I came out, oh, my God, that was just that was just the that was it. She was she was sitting there at a table one night going, you know, this is just a phase. You know, this is just a phase. There's camps that we can send you to and. And you can get help, and I'm just like, oh, my God, no. Like, I'm finally fucking happy. What part of that do you not understand? Like, finally happy. Like, you're not okay with this? Like, really? This is what the this is it? It's because I don't fit. Like, she can't even put a picture of me in her house because I don't fit that, like, white America, like, you know. Because you don't fit in the box that she's created for yeah. herself. Yeah, it's her show. I call and it, that she's created for you. I call it, the sh- I call it her name and then the show, and... um 
And yeah, it's because she's got to look a certain way and I definitely don't look that way. So she can't have pictures of me in her house. The only picture I think she does have of me in her house is from like forever ago when I didn't have like, you know, anything. Yeah. 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 I got you. I got you. Oh, whatever, dude. I'm okay with it. I'm happy. Um, me and my daughter have a really great conversation. She's completely brainwashed my son, unfortunately. And um, there's not a whole lot I can do about it. Like, he keeps saying that um, he won't talk to me for certain reasons that don't make any sense. So she threatens to take his car from him whenever he puts an interest in me. Oh, wow. Yeah, that'll mess with a kid's mind. Yeah. My, my kids are 24 and 23. Nice. And my oldest and my two grandkids live with me. I have a gigantic house. It's awesome. Nice. Um, but they they live with me. My youngest, however, she is one of these people who changes personalities according to who she's dating. Oh, yeah. And her current boyfriend is extremely Christian. Since she started dating him a month and a half ago, I have not heard a word from her, and she will not answer any of my texts. She won't answer the phone when I call. Mm. I am now the heathens in her life. Isn't it sad? It's just so crazy to me that a book can make you get rid of... Like, what the fuck? Does everybody forget this is family? Like, the thing that, the thing that cracks me up about my situation... With my mom, and, and, and this really is how, shows you how people have changed their way of thinking. Because back in the day, the reason why you met up with a man and had children was to create, was to create family and security. Or create, yeah. Yeah, and it was, you know, so the guy could have the farm and raise the woman and the kids. And, okay, so, so now, like, the whole it's family means shit because, like, with my mom she tells everybody that i'm a bipolar drug addict okay so i don't deserve to have my kids now me being a mother of two children let's say that one of my children went through a situation where they were kind of mentally unstable and maybe they were using drugs to cope with it or whatever and maybe they weren't being the best parent me as being their parent would go okay what do we need to do to make your life better to where you don't need to do this anymore? Let me help you with your kids. Let me help you get through any treatment or any counseling or whatever you need to fucking go through. And then when you're done and everything is better and you are doing great, then we put the kids back into your home. And I'm not going to charge you a damn thing while you're going through it. Yeah. My mom says that I'm a bipolar drug addict that came down to Florida for drug rehab, which... I've never been in drug rehab and that she needs to keep the kids as far away from me because I will never, ever, ever be mentally stable enough to take care of them again. And she has shunned me to everybody. She and so it's crazy to me. So that whole family thing is crazy anymore. It's like, really? So you can just shun your family? And it just blows my mind because there's literally nothing that my children could do. Like even with everything that we've been through in the last four years, me and my children, because um, I had them for the majority of the time. Like I had my son until he was 15 and my daughter until she was 13. And... We did good. We had a good we had a good life. We I had a four bedroom house. It was on a military base. I was protecting them from their crazy ass father. Um, you know, I had a lot I had a lot going on. 
and um, we did really good. And it's crazy how quickly family can just kind of like, oh, like throw you under the bus because they disagree like with what you're doing. And it's like, well, you know, maybe you should like learn to accept it. And because your family work through it and get over your own shit because it's not all about you. It's about the motherfucking yeah. ship. I used to tell I used to tell people well, that I all the time. I have two points to make. Okay, make those. First point. Next time your mom says something about you being bipolar, remind her it's fucking genetic. So either her or the man she chose to have a kid with are to blame. Okay. So she wants to keep going on about that. Reminder. It is a genetic thing, so go take your pill, mama. Yeah, the last Anyhow. text argument that we just had, she wrote. I wrote her because she didn't invite me home from Christmas, and I basically was like, "Mom, I want to be with my family." And she told me, "Oh, well, you know, eventually friends turn into family." I'm like, "No, I mean you and the kids." And she's like, "Oh, well, you made your bed; you have to lay in it." And I basically begged her to love me and to like let me be around her and the kids for the holidays. And she wrote me saying that I was abusive to her. And so I wrote her, I was like, God, you're really just a sociopath. And she blocked me. And I'm just so sad because I really wish you would have seen the text. Because oh. <laughs> it's really what she is. She's by far like one of the most beautiful pathological liars. She gets away with fucking, she could get away with murder. My, my mother is so good at lying and so good at manipulation. I wouldn't doubt she's killed somebody and gotten away with it. Wow. She's scary. She's so scary. My mom is so scary. Well, my second point to what you were saying, you've heard the the quote, blood is thicker than water. Yeah, that bullshit. Well, <laughs> yeah, um, it's been used against us since we were small children, you know, and but what they don't realize is the full quote. The blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the wounds. And what that means, what that means is those who are willing to stand beside you in battle, basically daily life, who are willing to fight for and with you are more family than the accidental genetic birth. Yeah. And that's what I've decided to do. I've, in the last few years, I have taken, and what I've done is I've created the family I fucking deserve. Nice. Instead of the family that was accidentally given to me. Yeah. And I'm working that's... on that part right now. I, I had to take I had to take like three years to heal. It took me a minute to not come home and cry every day. Mm-hmm. I get that. Yeah, and so now like now it's just a matter of like making my life what's gonna keep me happy enough to keep going. So Yeah. Now that I'm doing, because yeah. I, I just got my new career, which has been amazing. Like, it has completely revamped kind of what I'm going through. I love where I live. I moved. Um, I knew I had to get out of New Mexico when everything went down because I wasn't. One of two things was going to happen. I was going to either end up in jail or dead. And so I had to go. And so I, I yeah. sold everything that I owned because I had a four-bedroom house and no one to fill in it anymore. So I literally sold everything and moved to Florida. And I love it here. It's so beautiful. Like, it's it's a beautiful place. I live five minutes from a beach that's saved me from my thoughts countless times since I've been here. 
and um, I love it. And now I've got a career that I absolutely love. So it's really nice. Me and my, like I said, me and my daughter have a really healthy relationship. I'm very, very proud of her. She's um, she's doing good things, and she sees the world for what it is, and she doesn't try to do the whole like candy coating it thing. And I'm really yeah. proud of her for. I feel like I feel like candy coating kind of came along to like dull people down from reality. <laughs> Okay. If that makes sense, and I don't really go for that. Like I'm about, re- I'm a realist. I'm about what's really going on and really processing it and really moving forward. I think that's part of the reason why I like polyamory so much because you really do in polyamory. You really have to process what's going on in your head. <laughs> to, exactly. To and it makes you think, which people that are walking around mindless are the ones that you know have all the problems. So. See, I actually had a situation this morning that um, has got me twisted up. I I was in the shower with my wife, and I wanted... It's been a while. It's been a while. And I made a move, and about halfway through, I was just like, I can't do this. I, I can't. For some reason, and I haven't admitted this to anybody until just now, um... For some reason, I felt like I was cheating on my boyfriend with my wife. And I was like, what the hell is going on? Okay, so I under, I understand that feeling. Um, I've had, I was, I had two lovers and I had something like that happen. Um, yeah, I, we should talk about that more when we get done with the actual show. Because I'd like to give you some advice on that. Okay, but sounds I f- good. I feel like sounds it's, good. I feel like it gets really personal and I don't want to like make it to where that much personal is on the on this show. No, I, I get that. Yeah. I get that. And actually, at that yeah, note, it just kind of hit me right between the eyes, and I am um, I don't know what to do with it. Well, I'm definitely game to um, I'm definitely game to help you talk about that because I understand that feeling and I've been there. And when you go there, especially because you shouldn't feel that way because everything is open and honest, but it's mm-hmm. it's matters of the heart at that point. And you just kind of have to, like like I said, <laughs> you're going to have to process um, some stuff. And it's crazy when stuff oh, like yeah. that happens to you. Because things happen like that and you have to, you know, is this an in-the-moment thing or is this something that's, you know, long-term? That's Those are the first thoughts you got to figure out in those type situations. Because <laughs> some people oh. take an in-the-moment thing and then turn it into a that's a forever thing and it winds up not being what it was supposed to be, if that makes any sense. Oh, it, that does make sense. Yeah. So dwelling just, on, just... Dwelling on stuff. Just real quick, um, when you came out as Polly to people, what was your what was your um, most common reaction? Um, a few people were like, cool, that's really awesome. I wish I could do that, but I just don't, I, I wouldn't be able to manage my jealousy. And, you know, there are people who can't. Um, uh, I've had a lot of, why are you doing this to yourself? Why are you doing this to your wife? Um, but mostly, it's it's been more along the lines of, well, that's not normal, and you're a freak. People don't have more than one lovers, more than one lover. And 
none of these people are, are at all thinking about how many times. And, and th- what kills me is two of the people, two of the people that, that came to me with this particular response, um, I've never spoken to them again, but I know for a fact that they've cheated on their spouses multiple times. Yeah. And when I come to them and tell them I have this loving, open, honest communication relationship, I think they feel the need to tear it down because they know that they'll never have that. My most common response has been people say that they don't want to share. Yeah. Yeah, that's the the jealousy issue. Yeah, that's the... They're not willing to share. Yeah. Um... Yeah. And what have you have you found within the lesbian community that Polly is looked down on? Like yes, actually the 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 um the person that called me greedy that we were talking about was in a it was in a lesbian forum. I, you know, like I said, um, okay, so like I said earlier, my dream relationship would be to have two studs, and that's a really it's a hard thing to find because especially um, studs are usually the dom. And they don't want another dom in the room, which I understand. And so it's going to be, it's basically what it's going to take is two studs, like, that are already dating each other that see me and are willing to, like, add me in. (laughs) Like, that's in my head. Like, I feel like that's what it's going to take. But... um, You raise your hand, don't pick me, pick me. Right, like, hi, I know you guys are, like, in studs, but I'm a cute feminine. Like, I would be a benefit for your relationship and I want both of you so let's do this <laughs> um but anyways so um I had put up a post in some lesbian forum and I was like oh just daydreaming about you know my two studs or something like that <coughs> and oh my god she went off this girl went off she was calling me greedy and how could I be so selfish that there's people out there that can't find anybody and I want to and Oh my goodness, she was so upset. She was so upset. But every person that's actually gotten like upset with me because I'm because I'm Polly has been a lesbian. So yes, I'm not quite sure why because I've seen a lot more cheating in the lesbian community than I did in the straight community. Oh my god, no joke. Yeah. See, that was that was when I came out as Polly. The reason that I came out as Polly is because I was a chronic cheater. Yeah. I cheated in every relationship I've ever and had. And quite honestly, if every single person, if people would be more real with themselves and go, hey, you know what? You're having a hard time staying faithful. I find it very hard, like, you know, in my head to be dating one person and not want the pussy of another person. So maybe I should go where it's more acceptable, which is the polyamorous community. So just scoot along there. But then, like I said, then there comes that mind state of, oh, I want to have a lot of partners, but I don't want my partners to have a lot of partners. And I need to be in control of the situation. And that those are the ones that are stuck. But there are a few people out there that should process what they are doing and go like, okay, maybe I should just be, you know, open and honest about it and then I don't have to hurt any more girls feelings because girls have to heal from girls have to heal from that shit like you don't get cheated on and like six months later go oh I'm fine it was no big deal like no that shit sticks with you it sticks with you for life depending on how much you cared about the person how much you love that person a cheat can stick with you forever so (coughs) just stop doing it and just be open and there's plenty of girls out there there's a lot more poly femmes than there are poly studs that's for sure 
That's true. That is true. Um, I, I kind of, how do I explain this? Um, I was, I was in, like I said, I wasn't in a triad. There was a point when I was in a triad with my wife. Um, and we, we knew that this young lady was not going to be able to give up men. She, and we had no issue with that. Um, but we wanted her to be our live-in girlfriend. And we had no issue with her dating men. We had no issue with her having a job and all the stuff that comes with being an adult, you know? Yeah. And, but apparently she had a different idea of what Polly was. And I would wake up in the middle of the night to her seducing my wife and basically during our relationship her and I had sex maybe three times and then come to find out she looks at me and she says I consider you a mother figure and I'm like Ugh. oh no are you fucking kidding me yeah that just gave me the willies you know, uh, you consider me mother figure, but you still fuck me. Yeah, that's that's too much. Yeah, that's why that's why with Polly, you have to have you have to have such good open communication. You have to talk about fucking everything in Polly, because if one person sitting there, everything. Yeah, if one person sitting there fucking feeling one thing and, and not voicing it, you don't know. People, you can't you can't tell what's going on in people's heads. Like someone could be sitting there saying that they sitting there saying that they love you, and and in their head they're going, "Fuck, I wish I could just run away right now." So. Like, yeah. you ha- like, start, if people would just start saying, like, right off the bat, like, I try to, I try to be pretty blunt, people don't like it, but I don't care, if you can't handle me being blunt, then you're not a real person for me, and you can just move along, I don't really need, one thing about this whole situation with losing my kids and being disowned all at once, was I've gotten very good at being alone, so, yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I'm really, really good at being alone. Now, do you have any partners now? No, I don't right now. I'm working on a couple. <laughs> ah, yeah. Good yeah. on you. Yeah, I'm excited. I've 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 had a couple of girls show up and they've all been pretty fun. So, and all of them seem pretty cool with it. So, I'm I'm excited cuz like I know for now until I find my two dream studs, um I my goal is just to kind of meet a bunch of girls in a bunch of different states and be their vacation. <laughs> Come on. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> Come on down to Florida. I'll show you a good time, give you some good head, and, and then you can go back home. <laughs> you know what? It's still a relationship, no matter how short-lived. Yeah, well, I, like, I mean, we'll still talk, and they can come down as many times a year as they want. Like, we can have, like, long-distance conversations. Well, see, there's so many types of relationships within the poly world. I love that. I actually have... Oh, can I ask you an opinion? I'm so glad you said that because I want an opinion. This is one thing within the poly world that drives me insane. And I've never really got to talk to like somebody that I could really be like, ask this question. So I want to ask you a question. What's that? Okay. Do you feel that an open relationship is not considered poly? No. Oh, thank God. Wait, what do you mean no? I believe... 
I believe open relationships are just a subset of poly. It is. It's 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 poly. They're 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 both dating either. They're either dating lovers that they don't date together, or they're going out and they're swinging. Whatever. Either way, that's that's poly to me. And see, everybody wants to concentrate on the sexual aspect of it, and the thing is, is with especially with open relationships and swinging relationships, there is still an emotional aspect to it. There's just not the tether. Okay, so is okay. that is so is that the difference? The difference is if you're an open relationship, you don't actually form relationships with the people that you sleep with. It's just sex. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I understand that. I didn't understand that before, but now I understand that. Gotcha. That's that's where. But I I still consider it uh, part of a subset. I still of, feel like it's polyamorous. Yeah, I mean, it fits within, it fits in with the overall definition of poly for sure. In my opinion, it does. I, I, I know a lot, a lot of people who don't. Um, many, many people think that open and swingers are very, they're the ones who are greedy. You know what I'm saying? Oh, they're the goodness. ones who are giving polyamory a bad name. And they're not. They're just doing their own thing. Yeah. Which everybody's freaking entitled to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I um, had the conversation with this girl about it, and I'm like, this girl was trying to pick me up on a, on a you know, like an app or whatever, one of the dating apps, and she was uh-huh. saying that she was in an open relationship, and I was like, okay, what does that mean for you? And she's like, well, I'm allowed to have girlfriends. So I'm like, oh, okay, so you're poly. She goes, no, it's different. I go, are you having a relationship with these girls that you're having sex with? And she goes, yeah, and I go, that's poly. And, like, I had a huge argument with her about it. So I was under the impression that people determined open relationships that you're dating other people, too. But what you said makes sense, but still, it still fits under, like, because poly just means that you have multiple lovers. And whether it's a one-night stand or someone that you're mostly attached to, that's a lover. Well, poly tends to focus more on the actual relationships rather than the sex. And that's that's where people get get confused as if sex isn't a major part of any relationship. Right. Much less just whether it's open or poly or uh, monogamous. Yeah. You know, and I, th- I think it's, you know, I love labels. You know, everybody says, don't worry about labeling yourself. You know, whatever. I love labels. I'm, I'm in the process of, like I told you before, I'm kind of in flux right now. Yeah. I'm very, I'm very much in love with my boyfriend, but I, I guess I kind of consider myself bisexual because to me, he's just a guy. He's not a transgender guy. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but you still kind of have to make that distinction with certain people. <laughs> does, but, does he pressure you to, to not be considered a lesbian or does he accept no, that? No, not at all. Okay, good. No, I feel, I feel, I feel like, um, gosh, I almost made that fall over. I feel like that's one thing that, um, transgender either, either way needs to do for their partner. If you are a transgender, um, female to male and your partner identifies as a lesbian, um, you need to respect that. And just as much as you want to be respected in the fact that you're now, now a male, 
And the same with, you know, male to female. If you're with somebody that, you know, identifies as a gay man, then you have to respect that because that's what they were and they're supporting you in your transition and being who you want to be and they support you because they love you. You have to love them and support them back. And I've seen a few situations where I've seen, you know, female to male and they get very very hung on do not call yourself a lesbian because I am a man and I'm like yeah damn you can't do that to your partner <laughs> like you if you want to well, get it, respect you got to give it too I, I I get that I do um but it, it does kind of make them feel like their identity is being invalidated I I so I get that too but it's not it's not necessary. Like I said, labels are great. I, I'm, I'm in flux right now. I, I'm trying to determine whether maybe I'm bisexual or pansexual, you know. Um, and I've always been attracted to men, but I have never uh, fallen in love with one. Mm-hmm. Um, sexual men are great. Fun. I have a blast, but... As far as getting emotionally involved with one, no, not not an option. I, I I don't I don't allow men that kind of power over me. Yeah. So this 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 situation is very very different because I actually I actually <laughs> feel submissive towards my boyfriend, and that has never happened, never. Gotcha. I actually feel submissive towards my boyfriend, and it—it's really very scary because my identity, my identity is changing just as much as his is. Yeah, you're in that, and that's that's kind of where where I'm at right now. I don't. I, I, like I said, I love labels because they help people solidify things within their own minds. Whether they actually identify with those labels or or choose to express those labels to other people, it doesn't matter. But having that label in your own head, this is what I am. This is who I am. You know, it solidifies and it, and it, and it helps people to rectify the drama, trauma, and idiocy that comes with not only coming out as gay, but coming out as poly. Yeah. You know, those those things, I mean, I don't know a single gay person who hasn't had some sort of trauma over coming out. I know, I know a few, I know a few, like, I know, I had, one of my exes had, like, the most loving situation ever, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? There was a couple, there's been a couple, but yeah, for the majority, I would definitely say that it's definitely a higher percentage of people who have had to lose people or had had to have some type of, you know, traumatic experience happen just to be who you are. I don't know. I I am different than you. Having the label actually helps you get past some of that. 
Yeah, I understand that. I'm I'm kind of an anti-label person. Like, I give labels mm-hmm. because everybody wants them. So I'm like, all right, this is what I am. Here you go. Now you got it. But I'm just me. I'm, you know, I, I can see a guy and think he's attractive and give him compliments that he looks handsome or whatever. It doesn't mean I want to fuck them or be in a relationship with them. Um girls same thing i can give a girl a compliment and not want to fuck her mm-hmm. you know but when it does come to the people oh, that well, i do no, want to fuck it's don't a girl forget, all us lesbians are predators oh yeah don't yeah. forget yeah all, gay, people are gay, all, all <laughs> gay and transgender people just want to rape and pillage everybody so, oh my god did you see the article that came out about 700 victims of southern baptist uh, preachers and 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 efficients within the Southern Baptist community. You know what was so funny? You know what's funny is it always comes 94. out. Is it always comes out in the Catholic religion, right? And all every time, mm-hmm. every time that it would come out in the Catholic religion, I'm like, if you think that that's not happening in other religions, like you got another thing coming because like it's the same power, it's the same fucked up shit in your head. So like it happens in every religion. And I've been waiting, so now I guess they they couldn't hide it anymore because that's a pretty decent fucking number. Yeah, and, and, you know, the article came out and people were all all like, well, that's a few out out of thousands and thousands. And I'm like, a few? One is more than more than enough. Yeah. You know, to, and first off, and, and y'all are all worried about us gay folk and transgender folk. Y'all are worried about bathrooms? But you're sending <laughs> your kids on a bus by themselves to go to vacation Bible school. Where does this make sense? You know what's funny is the majority of serial killers and the majority of really sociopathic people tend to hide themselves within, um, you know, more reputable communities. So they hide themselves within the church or they hide themselves within a hospital or they hide themselves within the police force or they hide themselves within the government. And it's because it gives them a level of power that will take away Mm -hmm. from what they really are, the view of what they really are. And it's funny because all these people who, who are in the reputable things are doing this and not to be messed up, but the gay community is not necessarily the most reputable, reputable, you know, company. If you want to call it that, I'm just saying like, there's not a whole lot of that going on in our community because most of the people that are gay are actually very confident and comfortable with their sexuality and they're not be like punishing themselves for it. And usually the people that are, you know, molesting kids are are pretty heavily punishing themselves in their own head for their you know unclear thoughts and stuff that they know is they're cis white males i mean yeah. and and most of them are cis white males um yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. there's been a few there's been a few i i actually study serial killers <laughs> yeah um, me too but there's been a few killers of color um yeah but within the within america um, most of them are cis white males. And, you know, the BTK killer was a deacon in his church. You know? Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, most of them are. Most of them are. Most of them were heavily involved with with the with the situation. Like, that's just kind of the, that's just kind of the way it is. They, you have to hide amongst the people because that's the easiest way to not get caught. Like, 
Yeah. I mean, that's basically well, what and, it is, so. In, in my studies, what, what I've found is I can only find two killers who were not involved in their church heavily. Not just go to church, but like heavily involved in their church. And oh. that was Dahmer and Richard Ramirez. Well, both of them were Satanists, weren't they? Um, Dahmer wasn't. He was just, uh, Ramirez definitely was. Yeah. Um, not the kind of Satanist that you have nowadays, but... I've studied I've studied a little bit of Satanism because I've studied everything I've, I've, I've gone I've read through Buddhism, Wiccan, Satanism, um, fucking Southern Baptist, Catholic, Mormon like I've, I've oh I've even done um, my friend was from Libya so I've done like Ramadan with them and so I've kind of like educated myself all over the place. And true Satanism is not really what anybody has, like, even close to what they think it is. It's definitely not what Christians call it. So it's... it's, it's, There's no ritual baby killing. Yeah, yeah. They're not sacrificing lambs. Like, there's no upside-down star on fire with people and goat heads on their heads. That's just Christians blowing everything out of proportion so everybody will believe Christianity instead of, like, trying to actually, like, educate themselves. But now, this is a question I, I, that just came up in my in my brain. I wonder what the percentage of the gay community are Christian or pagan or other. Um, and yeah. and that, that, that that's, that's a question I'm like, I might have to do some research when we get off the phone. Yeah, you should look into that and let me know. Because, like, okay, so... I don't think because of what I've had happen to me for Christian from Christianity could ever be a Christian and be gay because of just what I've gone through. Um, but I know lesbians and gay boys that are Christian or Catholic and they believe in their belief and they walk into their church every Sunday and it's crazy to me because I couldn't be in a house that hates me so bad. But yeah, I'd be interested to know what the percentages on that is too. Um, we are to the end of our time. Thank you so much for doing this last minute for me. I really appreciate you. No worries. I enjoyed myself. And, um, thank you everybody for listening. I hope you guys had a good one listening to the show. Um, hope you guys have a good week and until next time, uh, yeah, stay lesbian, I guess.
So I hope you know better.